Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. On this week's show, we talk to Ivan Yollick, discuss round four and five of the A-League and much more. I'm Phil and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Marvellous. Pretty good. Excellent. That's good. Alright, straight into it. You should get this one. No mucking around this week. I hate this song for what it's worth. It sounds old, so Aaron should sounds, it. sounds a bit James Bondish. No, no, no. The hippie school teachers may be singing in primary school. Maybe I'm not that old. Well, let's not go crazy. It does sound a bit like uh, Roger Moore taking down a, uh, a criminal. Come on, Morrow. This is one's for you. Oh, he doesn't know. No. Our no. token old man doesn't know. No, I'm not, not as old as I think I am. <laughs> you guys got nothing? I've heard the song, but I've got no idea what I've it is. I've never heard this song it's, in my life. It's definitely old, 60s. Um, is 60s. You know, it brings up um, sort of Charlie Manson images or something. It's similar. Age of Aquarius. Yes. By the Fifth Dimension. Fifth Dimension. So why would I be saying the Fifth Dimension? Don't know, you've lost us again. He's on another level, really, isn't he? <laughs> There's way too much thought that's been put into yeah. this. How about something to do with the fifth? Nothing? We were talking about it yesterday on Twitter. Not to do with Austin. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're a long way from fifth. <laughs> I don't know. No, you've got me. Fifth referee? Oh, uh, right. Ah, clever, <sighs> clever, clever boy. Mm. See, they're so complicated, then you say it, and then I feel like I should know it. Mm, it does yeah. Anyway, what did um, Bozza say? It's a legit point, though. I hate this song, I'm turning it off. Good. It is a legit point. It's going to get to the point where there's going to be more officials than fans. Yeah, and we have to be careful of that, but we also have to try and get some of the most basic decisions right, and uh, some are in that four, um, four penalty calls, Paul's right. At least one's wrong, isn't it? The referee pointing to the spot for us would be nice, you know? Possibly mm. all four, but... but you know. Well, that linesman on the weekend was looking directly at it. They were, they were scared to give it, and for sure. Still manages to miss it, so... Um, I think... Well, by fifth official, what do we mean? Do we mean video ref, or do we mean the person in the box with the wand, like in, they have in the Champions League? Video ref, because if you had a guy with the <coughs> wand at the end of the pitch, that means you have to have an extra two. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Um, would, that, would that be better? So we don't have to have no, video refs? I, I don't think that works because it didn't work recently in a Europa League match that I watched. I, I can't remember what it was, but the fit, that guy was standing right there and clearly missed something. So mm. if you take out the human error with that sort of stuff and just go straight to video. I'm, d- I'm just not a fan of video ref. No, I'd be football. happy with video if every time a video referee made a decision in every code, he made it perfectly right. The only thing about yeah. video ref, yeah. though, is that Rugby league has had video ref and it's been completely ruined and over overdone in NRL. Yeah, that's what we don't need to happen to football. Basing video ref off the NRL is probably the very wrong thing to do. Because I wouldn't do it that way. It's just, no. it's just a joke in the NRL. So I think it takes so long to get a decision. It, it can take three, four minutes for a decision to come up, and we don't want that to happen. All it in takes football. is for you know the Premier League refs have got a little watch at the moment. The buzzers when the ball crosses the line, right? Yeah. All it needs is to be something like that, 
where if the video ref sees something, pushes it, rest goes off, chats in his ear, and the ref can go, okay, we'll go back, penalty. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the ref thinks it's play on, play on, and then if the video ref goes, say, takes the next five, like quickly rewinds it, looks at it, oh, that's a penalty. Because he can look at it straight away. All it takes to do is just rewind it. Mm. I just think Mora's not happy with that. Call me old, call me old fashioned. Why are you some downing that? Call me old fashioned, but this this idea that we can referee a game by video, it's rubbish. In fact, I think that it interferes with the game itself and the very fabric that holds games together. I think that's what's happened to the NRL. When I go to work on Monday, I want to argue with that Western Sydney oh, Wanderers. Don't get me fan. wrong, I'm not pro video referee, but if it was going to be brought in, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, well, I don't I'm happy. With that. I'm happy with human error. Yeah, I'm loving the human error because it gives me something to blow steam off about. Yeah, and not only that, because I'm an experienced coach, then they tell me that these things even themselves out by the end of the season. So I can't wait for that. Come on, Ocon, settle, Paul. If, if you're a football connoisseur, you would have seen on Sunday night the Birmingham Villa game, which was on Bn, had a. Goal for some reason. I don't know how the the Birmingham player didn't score, but it sort of came off the bar, and the ball only just hit the line, and it was all called play on, and it was the right call. So that's the no goal goal thing works. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if it works. They've only got in the prem. Oh really? Yep. Oh okay. Well, the assistant made a pretty damn good call then. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we should get some of those. I thought I thought it was in the championship as well. I sure it's not. Happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, I thought it was just yeah. in the pen, though. Oh, okay. Uh, the, have to have to have research that. The only way I think it would logically work is if you did it like in cricket, where you've only got three challenges a game or something like that, because you can't be having the game stop every like five minutes. Like a captain's minutes. challenge sort of thing. Yeah, you can't be having the game stop every five minutes because everyone's whinging to stop and look at everything, because that just ruins <coughs> but as soon it. As I don't as think it would be. That. It's up to the referee. And if, if they've already brought in rules that you can't go up and abuse the referee, just... Like last night card. where Durante and, what was it, Leo got yellow cards for dissent. Exactly. But as you move the boundary, the the, the break point, then uh, things that you don't anticipate happen, such as in the NRL. There's, they're always pointing the finger at our game for diving. How often do you see in an NRL game a guy... I don't know, I don't watch it. ...cops a little bit of a um, touch on the face somewhere, falls down, waits for happens the video. It happens in, happens in all codes, happens yeah. in all codes but so what football cops it. So it never used to happen until they introduced the op- option for the video ref to have a look at those ones. And that's because play, players now now play for the... Exactly. So that's like, why... For example, Kilkenny's horrendous dive Friday night, which well, was the ridiculous. Thing about, the thing about that is, is that it's not technically a dive because he did put his hand on him. So it was, it's, 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 it's not a dive, it was but a it's... a slight grab of the face. Yeah, it's not a dive, but it's it was just stupid. He made himself it was look extreme, like a complete it, it was extreme milking. <clears throat> it was an extreme milk. Yeah, I thought playing in the championship was supposed to make you hard, not make you a wimp. He simulated so. a real foul, so it was simulation. It wasn't really a foul. Yeah. Is simulation playing on uh, like a physical contact? Or I thought simulation was simulating that physical contact. Well, simulation surely in the broad definition of the word is also simulating more impact than actually occurs. I definitely do see the argument of a video ref meaning more simulation, players diving for the foul. Yeah, but I think that would be caught out. Yeah, yeah if there's a video, if there's ref, a video ref, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. It's it's a hard one. I'm just not real keen on video refs, but I still want the decisions to be right all the time. So it's I'm fifty. I think, I think, I think, the, I think the, the ref the ref behind the goal, like 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 you see in uh, in Europe, is a is an all right idea. If that's I, the, I don't if think that was it works. the way. Uh, I like it. I like that more than video refs. Yeah, I'm 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 with I'm with uh, Luke and Aaron on this one. Just more people to abuse. Yeah, yeah, true. What's the, what's, what, what's not to love about that? Not well, actually, that. you make a good point. It's one of the primary things I do when I go to an A League match is mm. abuse referees. So yeah, if there is more fodder, I'm happy with that. Yep, <laughs> that's a good way to sum it up. Aaron. More part timers, right? Fred's weekly question. Uh, question is: What do we do with Blake Powell? Mm. Where do we put him to make him more effective? And on the bench and start. Morris brought out his scroll. He's got his notes. His <laughs> scroll. Handwritten. Um, He's written an essay. Jeez. It's a tough He's one. done it again. It's a tough one because I think Blakey can be very handy. Um, but he's definitely he's, struggling. He's not getting the ball enough. He's struggling in that role. and then. But I, I think sometimes when he does get the ball, he doesn't make the right decision. He did do a couple of good things on the weekend, but... Um, yeah, I just... He's, he's getting better. He is, yeah. As is the whole team. But I, I think yeah. as... I just I don't when I think of Blake Powell I don't think as a creative player. Do you think when Liam Rose gets back to 100% fit he'll be dropped and Liam will come in the starting eleven? I would like to see that. Well, don't forget one of our best number tens was McBreen, yeah. and he was a number ten. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, he was he was awesome at sort of making a lot of play, but um, we just haven't seen it so far. I don't think from Blake. But I think we need to give him. Enough time, and also Paul yep. enough time to to look at how it is that um, Blake interacts with the play, determine what he can do in terms of modifying the system to suit the way that Blake makes that position work, and to work with Blake to improve him so that he feels confident that he can do his job. Isn't it um, a fact that he's probably got one of the hardest and maybe one of the last things that is going to come together in the team is we might start defending well, we might start attacking well, but linking the transition together will be one of the hardest things, and that's where Blake's probably found it most difficult so far. So I guess my, in summary of my own thoughts on that, I, I don't think we need to do too much. I, I think we need to resist this temptation to expect more. Keep chopping and changing. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we, in the four weeks, four weeks is it? Four weeks that we've <laughs> seen the new coach in action in A-League games, then we've seen that he's had a significant impact on the squad and on each individual and on the way that the team plays. So I'm satisfied that if, he, if Paul still thinks that Blake can play the game that he wants and that Paul can come up with the game that he wants Blake to play, that, that he can learn that. I think it's a good point uh, regarding chopping and changing because I think that's probably the last thing we need, even though I would like to see... And something that we did a lot last season. Yeah, you know, I think probably from now, depending on if he's OK or not, because when he come off, he didn't look too great, I'd say Scott Galloway would be in for Mickey Neal permanently. Yep, yep. Um, I just... I feel for Mickey Neal because I know that there's a good player in there somewhere. But when he came on on the weekend, he just had an absolute nightmare again. And we were just really exposed down that left-hand side. We've got to to learn to keep our shape. Our shape is all over the place in in certain parts of the game. Like Luke put out a tweet a couple of days ago that saw when Wanderers scored, Fatih, who's supposed to be centre-back, was so far upfield. Why? There's no reason for him to be up there. That was 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 from the set piece. Was it for a free kick? Yeah. We just couldn't recover when they counted us, and that's that's how the goal 
Gold because Galloway was, was isolated. Hmm? Was that against Brisbane? No, the game on the week. No, the game on the I weekend. remember watching it. Remember I was standing next to you at the Brisbane game, mm. and um, Tavares had to do Fatty's work because yeah. Fatty mm. was just caught caught out yeah. upfield. Same thing happened in the first half against Perth too. Yeah. And, and it happened, yeah, on, on but the it's weekend as definitely well. Definitely getting better though. But I think, in regards to that, that was obviously off a free kick, and those boys are up in the box. But just in general play, when Mickey Neal come on, he just looked. He was just everywhere. Yeah, and we would, I think teams know after watching the first three games to where our weaknesses go are. Go down that left hand side, yeah. um, because we were exposed massively when he come on. And Scott, I thought Scott Calloway did very well. So. Yeah, he's he's a good signing. We'll, we'll we'll get to reviews later, but I thought probably everyone should agree here that Storm Rue was outstanding. So it was, was Tavares. So good to have Tavares him back. Tavares was really good. Mm. That's good. Put into that. Uh, well, I think there's two ways that you can set up a team. Either you set up your team <coughs> and 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 the theory to play with the players you have, or you set out your stall with your with your team and how you want them to play, and then you get the players in to match. And I think. Ocon's going to do it the second way and it's just a matter of time until he gets his players in. Obviously, yeah. he hasn't got the players he wants at the moment yeah. and it's only a matter of time until that works. Right, Liam Rose has re-signed for us until the end Brilliant of the 17-18 season. Very, very good business from the club. Very good. Mm, very good. I think... Um, They're nice. Well, him and, him and uh, Anthony Callick were sort of brought in around the same time, almost, almost like a package deal sort of thing from Canberra and I think we definitely did the wrong thing with Anthony Callick. I, I think totally we, agree with that. We only got 50 grand for him and now he's I don't know about as recently but he went pretty much straight over to Hajuk and was getting some good minutes and it's just not enough money for young players if we're um, money balling in that yeah, I, I agree. Hate, I hate that term money ball. It's a hard one isn't it because <laughs> we couldn't make him work out when he was here. Yeah. But so to me, yeah. for him and for us, he probably needed to go. Mm. Um, but the loan seemed like a better idea. <coughs> it was a long loan, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to then have him sign over there, it's ironic that we're now wondering about whether or not we've got a ten. Yeah, and it's just it's not. I was thinking about the other week, the exact yeah. same thing. It's it's not enough money for young players if we're going to spend all this time developing them and then getting rid of them for that much. So. Hopefully now with Rose locked down for a little bit longer, um, you know I I don't even know if he'll go by the end of the contract. I think I thought if he played a lot of games until January, he might go in January, but I don't think that'll happen. No, I think. Don't think so but I think all. if yep. he gets a lot more game time uh, for the rest of the season, depending on how things with Blake go, and depending on if he works his way into the midfield over Monty or Tavares or whatever, um, he potentially might go. Sometime in the off season. Well, do you see young yeah. players wanting to come here now? With now Ocon, I think oh, yeah. a, lo- yeah. a lot more with Ocon here. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think we've already seen that already. I think with Rose re-signing and Scott Galloway and that, and it wouldn't surprise me if um, in the transfer window, when we lose a couple, it's not a matter of if, but when we lose a couple of players that we have at the moment, that we see some more come um, in. Sort of either current young soccer roos or guys that are just outside that age gap that haven't sort of because he does know the younger he obviously yeah. knows the young soccer roos yeah, from his time sure. with them so hopefully that works out in the long run. I think I think it's really good to have Rose <laughs> because he's what nine, he's only what nineteen but he's made thirty plus appearances for yeah. the club. Correct he's me so if I'm wrong, too. but 
there's not many other players in the league that young that have had 30 appearances or mm. more in the in the league. And when he came on on the weekend, you can <coughs> see that he's just all class. He 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 reminds me of Rogic in a weird way because he's sort of like Big doesn't he, yeah like he doesn't look like he moves very quick, but whatever he does, he does it very well and just. He strides. Gets around players easily. Yeah, he's got yeah. big, long strides. He's, Time on the ball. He's very sort silky. Of like, he he yeah. sort of looks like that 25, 26-year-old player in his prime, but he's only 19. Yeah, you know, sort of... With the poise, and he looks he looks really calm, and he's got all the time in the world on the mm. pitch, which, yeah, I agree, is very Rogic-like. Very, yeah, just very smooth and silky. And, but yeah, regardless of the him. player and the, the benefit that he can give to us on the paddock, then it's really good for the club to be doing the right business around players, making mm. sure that there are clauses in contracts to make sure we get the maximum benefit. And then sell-on value as well. Exactly. Mm. Right, uh, this just in, uh, travel plans for Mariners in Canberra. Um, the Central Coast have teamed up with um, Coastal Liner and they're running a bus that leaves here at 8am. Hopefully it goes ahead because uh, Western yeah. Sydney bus didn't go ahead because only, what, like five people but booked ten. it? They only had ten to Western Sydney, which, look, as much as I want to say people should be getting to derbies, close derbies, it is really expensive. It is. And I can, under, I can perfectly understand why people And all the shit that went down go. in the away bay, which I'm sure we might get to later or we might not. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just a pain. Anyway, um, Six String Brewery are also uh, pitching in. You're going to get two drinks on different types of buses. This bus, though, you get a couple of drinks. You can BYO as well on the bus, which is on all the times I've been on a bus, we've never been able to do that. We've snuck a couple in. Very good times. Yeah. <laughs> Very good times. So um, it's going to be stopping at um, the Golden Bowling Club on the way down. Um, it's where the pre-match is going to be. Um, and then you go to the game, and then you leave there, and you get back at um, 12.30 a.m. in the morning. It's a big day. It is a big day. It's $70 ahead as well. Great road trip, though. Great place to go. Not that far away. Yeah. Good chance for us to get our first points, uh, win on the board. We should. I I honestly don't remember the last time we won. I think someone said it was January. Wellington away, 3-1. January? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Christ, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I know. Well, we we want to do our own minibus, uh, just like a little twelve seater thing. Hopefully so that goes ahead. If you're keen to um, come and hang with us, morons, because uh, we want to stay the night and uh, go and watch the youth team who have their first game of the season at the AIS the next day. So if you're keen to come, then send us a message or whatever, because we've got about five or six at the moment. I'd say. Yeah. Ten thirty kickoff so. for the youth Sunday. Anybody yeah, so welcome, anybody welcome, as long as you like swearing and the odd beer. If you don't, then maybe it's not for you. No, it, it's more like if you like a lot of swearing and a lot of alcohol. I wasn't going to say that, not but that much. said it. <laughs> it, it, um, makes it, sound, it makes it sound more like bogans. But I think we're also going to be recording some of this on uh, on that trip as well. Yeah, we'll do some sort of a roadie podcast. Yeah. Which will be um, so Make keep sure a look out. 12 beers down. Keep a look out on the Mariners' uh, Facebook page for that information. Right, reviews. Friday night, Melbourne City uh, v Adelaide. Uh, Melbourne got up 2-1. Fornaroli with a brace, including a Penenka penalty. Yeah, that penalty was a piss take. That was pretty. Uh, what do you think of the game? I thought the game was okay. It was nothing special, though. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was good for a Friday night game, like after last year's It wasn't a curse. curse. <laughs> it wasn't a Friday night curse. That was the main thing, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was an okay game. City, uh, 
I'm, 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 my hatred of City has grown so much over yeah. the past year. Tim Cahill didn't play, but somehow managed to get man in the match. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. And got interviewed after the game. <laughs> he got interviewed he, after the game. He was like the second player... <laughs> Player in inverted commas to get interviewed after the game. How he wasn't even ridiculous. on the pitch. Like, and they they showed they oh showed him and the him and that Yoshi kid more than they probably showed the game. Just relax a little bit. Anyway, uh, City were dominant until yeah. Yeah, probably pretty the last quarter, yeah. and then Adelaide came into it. I think so. and could have stolen the match. I could thought. have. Yeah. I think Adelaide um, probably finished the game better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree yeah with but that. they but they just couldn't get that second goal. The first goal was good, good cross. <laughs> they look fantastic, if you ask me. They just can't get fantastic. Any con- fantastic. From fantastic, but they can't get any consistency going. So they, they, they play fifteen. Yeah, they play fifteen minutes of great football and then turn into a bit of a basket. Which case which was 10. when you'd probably expect it. It's because City had the FFA Cup game during the week as well. So, yep. I, but I think that shows probably City's quality more that they were good enough to sort of just round it out. Even after a very big week, and for Neroli, like I can't get over. He's a class above. It's a competition oh. between him yeah. and, and Kale. Too. He, he's he. I've, I've said it so many times, but man, he's way too good for the A League. He is. I, totally I definitely agree think he's the best player in the league. Absolutely, by a, by a, fair by a mile. Yeah. Um, yeah, that first goal, cracker. I thought Ma- I thought maybe yeah. last season Moy was probably ju- probably the, or easily the best player in the league, but obviously since Moy's gone, for Neroli. Wow. Well, Fornaroli was great last year. Oh, he was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, and there's been no gap. And he had, and he had Moy feeding back. him as well, so what more could you ask for? Yeah. yeah. Straight back, straight into it, straight away, just firing him in for fun. Yep. And his first goal was a cracker as well. I think Adelaide are in a bit of strife, though. They've started the season exactly like last season. They need bit to get slow. consistency. Mm. Yeah, but it's all good. They're playing us this week. <laughs> it's good. We'll get to that in previews. Um, Newcastle against Sydney on Saturday. Brosk and Ninkovic getting the goals. Pretty straightforward game for Sydney, I think. They're now 11, yeah, 11 goals for, zero against. Four, four wins out of four. Mm. It's a pretty envious start to the season. Lol for other, all the other clubs. Swings, so. It was the um, battle of the imposters, wasn't it? From what I saw yeah. of the game at the at the pub, I think uh, Sydney were pretty comfortable throughout. Besides, probably the Ugarkovic chance, which he put wide when he should have scored. But uh, other than that, all Sydney. Yeah, that would have made things interesting if he had have um, got that. But I think Sydney still would have won. I think Sydney are just way too good at the moment. I can't wait for Sydney v City because that'll be a good. Awesome and the FFA game. and and, yeah. vi- and yeah. they've got victory this weekend as well. So yeah. if you were going to pick the FFA Cup final right now, who would you Oof. say? Oh. I'd go Sydney. I think it was play, if I, if it was played this weekend, I'd pick Sydney. We're gonna have to wait till see a month's time. Any team can have a drop off in that mm. amount of time. So yeah, I don't know. That's that's way too hard. I'm I'm just hoping for like City on pens, just for ultimate <laughs> for an ultimate <laughs> yeah. game. I was about to say I, was, I can't even pick that. I think it'd go to pens. Well, if if they get their way, it's going to be City. <laughs> a Cahill 90th minute winner is yeah. what they want. Yeah. Indeed. Jeez, we talk. I won't be surprised if they get it either. <laughs> that is a highly likely scenario. Hashtag conspiracy. Vision. Hashtag vision. Vision. Right, and we were the second game. Uh, one all. You know where we played. I'm not going to mention that. <laughs> where do we play again? Sydney. Well, Centrelab got the early goal, and um, Adam Berry scored his first early goal. So didn't even get him. back from the bar, and we'd, we'd already conceded. Yes. I thought I thought it was going to be another <laughs> one of those days. Yeah, I thought... Um, I thought it was more promising. That, yeah. 
from our Way boys. more promising. I thought, um, yeah, we were not in the first half. In the first no. half, then it looked like they were going to take the points easily. It could have easily been four or exactly. five at halftime. Yeah. La- last season, we would have folded like a pack of cards in that That's game. It. And, That's and the lost. difference, I think. But second half, we... Uh, I think when Ocon said in a, in the after the game we were the better side in the second half. I'm probably obviously we're all biased, but I think I agree with that. I totally agree with that. We were we were pretty much dominant for this, and we looked way more likely to score a winner, and we probably should have had a penalty. So it's it's almost like you're happy with the point, but we so easily could have had three as well. Well, Payne nearly grabbed a winner, but so did Nichols. We, we, we were lucky that Nichols didn't Nichols have his shooting boots on. Nichols was. Terrible. It was rubbish. Probably, probably his worst game for Western Sydney by a mile. Which is great to see because I can't stand the bloke. It's good to but see that Bullet didn't play either. Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's weird. I think it's a weird thing going on at the um, Popovich said it was for footballing reasons. I don't, I don't think he's he's not he's not going well in training. Maybe. Well, he thinks he's too good for the A League. He, he, <laughs> he said that, he said it was a step down for him. His coach really? wants him to show yeah. more. That's that's a surefire um, description. Show more in training that exactly. he wants it, that he wants it. Yeah. He wants he wants a bit of hunger, yeah. and it's not there. And I think that's what. Which also relates to something else. What a big ego, no. kebabs. Some... <laughs> well, if if they didn't put the camera on him during the game, I'd have thought he'd be at Paramacca's causing havoc. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that story. <laughs> one of one of the best A League stories of the yes. past few years. Well, I think um, you know that first goal. Well, the goal that they scored, obviously, we were just caught massively on the counter, which was an issue last season. Yeah. But I think, I think this was just a bit of just lapsing concentration early on. So I think Fatih and McGing uh, were caught over halfway, and the ball just spat out to three Wanderers players that were had had a whole half to run it. Poor um, Storm and Scott Galloway. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he had no chance. Yeah, Storm. I think Storm was sort of marking Jumpy after he passed it, and then Scott Galloway was isolated. If I go to Santa Lab, then I can't remember who had the ball, but they're going to run straight through the goal. It was uh, Martinez. Martinez. Martinez, yeah. Martinez, yeah. Martinez yeah. If I don't go to him, then he's obviously just going to go straight straight out wide to Santa Lab, and he'll score. And that's exactly what he did. So you can't put that one down to poor, poor Scotty. Nah. No, it was pretty so. close to him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's completely his fault. Yeah. No. 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 I don't think he could have. I think he got a that, hand to it. Yeah. Well, I think as much as I hate Santa Lab, it was a good finish. Mm, put it. Put it exactly where he, where it should have gone. To I, score. I couldn't see who it was from where we were because it's an awesome view in the away bay. Um, but when his head came up on the screen, I just thought anyone but him. Agree. I can't stand the bloke. Yeah. Neither can I. But on Izzo, he has copped a lot of shit um, since he's been here. And, you know, last season wasn't good, obviously, for everyone. Um, but the last few weeks, he has definitely gotten a lot better. Or the last two weeks, really. Yeah, because pre-season, he wasn't. Yeah. But, like, the last two weeks, yes, he's, yeah. he's been a lot better. Yeah, I know I think he's, he's prone to a one mistake or two mistakes in a game, but so is the rest of the team. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think Ivan deservedly started the season after watching a number of the preseason games, and then he was... He had the shocker in Sydney. Yeah, he was rightly dropped, and I think Izzo's done very well the last couple of weeks. I think you know, a few people were trying to blame him for the goal against Brisbane. You know, he, he probably had a hand in it, but so did lots of other people, and he made a split-second decision. He did have a hand in it. He pushed yeah. it straight to one of them. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. enough of a hand, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, I think as regarding as um, his shot-stopping ability, that's sort of never been in question. But um, And he's proved that in the last two weeks. But, you know, I think he's 
distribution needs to be worked on because there was a few times on the on the weekend there when I think he kicked the ball out probably like two or three times. Yep. Um, we had a we had a prime prime seeding prime seeding. Yeah, that. but I think other than that, he's gone very well. So I think he needs to be given um, some credit. Another thing that was interesting about the game was. Nosevsky not even making bench. It was Pierce who was on the bench who looked like he was going to come on when Izzo went down with cramp or something in his leg. Mm. And well, then he sat back it's down. It's something to do with his ankle. He had his ankle all Yeah, I think up. so. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I alluded to before, but no one picked up on it. So, <laughs> What I liked about the game was another example of Paul having a word to the boys at half time and they come out and they actually yeah. respond to that. <laughs> yeah. you can Maybe see he needs to have a go at him before the game. <laughs> well, I don't even know if he's having a go at him, but whatever he's doing in there, we scored that goal simply by desperation. Mm. And, well, I guess and, chucking uh, boots at players might work. Well, yeah. that's one technique. It has been used around the world at times. The boot Al- chucking. The techniques. good old, the good old Alex Ferguson hitting Beckham in the in the eyebrow was it? <laughs> cutting yeah. his cutting his eyebrow. How good is Roy though? Roy's quickly becoming my favourite player. Oh, he just needs more service. He, yeah, just, yeah, he, he can he can finish off any chance with good service. I yeah, reckon. Yeah. He works like a machine. He and works, that he right works there, his ass off. Yeah, that's does. what yeah. Mariners fan is, is. That's the single biggest priority amongst Mariners fans. In just my have opinion. a go. Have a go. Players who have a go. Yeah. yeah. And he cares if we win or lose. That's exactly. the big thing. Like as well. the photo after Berry got the tap in, he's the one. So he's celebrating way more than Berry is. He's <laughs> fist pumping in the air and yelling, which you know that's what you want. That's what you want in your player to bleed for the shirt. Yep. And he's a good, genuinely approachable bloke when you yeah. you know run into him. And a fantastic accent. <laughs> Very good accent. Oh, you got a Very man good. crush, Josh? <laughs> you you don't. No. Why not? <laughs> How dare you? We love, um, we so love I weed. heard you had a fun time in the Waybay. I was actually at home. Um, yeah, because cool. you bitched it. I didn't bitch it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, was, I did. I was not well. That was aggressive. I was closer in my Just lounge jokes. room than that Away Bay is, yeah. so why on earth would I pay money to sit in it and catch a bus down there to all those people who insisted that we all should oh, be I'm gonna, there? I'm going to shift this one over If, sh- if we're in the same postcode, yeah. then I might have actually gone, but it's bad enough when you go to Parramatta and you can, and, and you can almost sort of be in line with the pitch. Mm. So what happened in the Away Bay? I'm going to um, give this over to Luke. Well, it, it, what sh- should be a non-event became an issue because people are freaking idiots. Yeah. Basically, long story short, Wanderers fans bought tickets in the away bay. We all wanted to stand up, so we stood down the front we like we normally do. They yelled at us. We told them where to go, and then some Nicely. bloke... Some, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, some bloke went and got the cops, and then six cops rocked up at the top of the away bay. And uh, it looked like the looks on their heads were just like, what the hell are we supposed to do about it? Apparently one of them was being a dick, which we heard earlier, which isn't really surprising. Um, The ticket bloke and the security guard were trying to tell us that we had to sit down when uh, you don't have to sit down because you are... It's an active bay. You are allowed to stand in the active bay. and um, Really? Yeah, oh. you're not Incredible. allowed to stand in the active bay. Incredible stuff. So and, um, it's almost like we have to we have to abide by Wanderers fans who are in the wrong for getting tickets in our away bay. You like you literally you can sit in any other friggin' bay in the stadium, but you have a go at us for wanting to stand in our active bay in the away area. It's mm. If just the ticket, unbelievable. if the ticket people and the security guards would use their goddamn brains, then they would just move them and to know what's going on. One of the thousands of spare seats that there are, and have them not in the away bay. And oh, it just so frustrating. it just makes things such a pain in the ass when they really shouldn't be. And um, but yeah, we got there eventually, and then we had we are of, we had to shuffle over, yeah, so we, we, weren't, over. we weren't getting in their way because all that all that mattered was the Wanderers fans that were sitting in our bay. Mm. We and were there more of you or more of the police? 
There was more, probably more police. Probably more police at a Wanderers game. But was there like 10 of us? I can see how that's great use of resources. Yeah, it's very good. Mm. And um, yeah, so we had to move over to accommodate the Wanderers fans, which was good fun. Uh, but it was it was okay after that. We got there in the end. It was, uh, it was but, good when yeah. we scored so we could give it to them. Yeah. Thank God for um, Dan, the membership man. who uh, Shout out to Dan who solved, solved all the him. problems. Came down and uh, spoke to security and the police and... Told us um, nicely to move over and we abided by it. Yeah, thank God for him, otherwise he probably would have got kicked out. <laughs> done a Pete. Yeah, done a Pete. <laughs> but we didn't call anyone a soft cock. Right, <laughs> Monday night. Uh, victory v Phoenix. That was last night. Victory versus Phoenix, 6-1. It's like a FIFA scoreline, that What one. about the other games, mate? Saturday, oh. Sunday? There was one on Sunday. There was one on Sunday. I think I've just deleted it. Brisbane, oh, wait, Brisbane no, v Perth. Brisbane won that 2-1. <laughs> really? I didn't watch the first <laughs> half. I saw the second half. <laughs> um, what was it? Marinkovic scored. Barello uh, scored. Yeah, McLaren goal got, uh, was a real good goal that first mm. one. Yeah, it was that good was cross. From Corey no, it was Brown. Through ball, wasn't it? From Corey Brown, of all people. Out yeah. yeah. Um, Straight to his feet. Goal. You know, okay, that's, that's... Okay, what we do when... We, Pisses me off. I wish we scored goals like that. I was just about. To, that's exactly mm. what I was about to say. It pisses me off when we have it out wide, not in line with the eighty-yard box. You, if you're out, if you're that position, you either go to the byline and cut it back, like I said to you, or you hit it low and on an angle so that someone can and run through it. Hope your striker it, runs like, onto yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like Roy. That's what. That's what mm. Roy would do. We we pain pain put. Give it to Payne, put it on his left, but early cross, the Roy will probably finish it off. What they do, they fucking float it in to the yeah. keeper. And then he's yeah. just like, oh, thanks for that, I'll just take that. And we, very, and we'll score a goal. we very rarely turn the defence around. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is what Rory needs, I think. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. We need to utilise the pace. Mm. Anyway. Pa- use Payne's pace more. It's a tough mm. game when it's possession because... And um, then when <laughs> Trent comes on, there's heaps more pace on the wing. Works yeah. better in a counter-attacking system than that. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does, yeah. So yeah, it is hard, but it can know. be done. That we I can do that. Can we can. Done. Well, the way that we're, our fullbacks are holding it up, that's when you, that's how you draw the other team out. It exactly. leaves a gap in behind them, exactly. and then you hit them quickly. Yes, and quickly. We have the pace to do that. Yes, but yes, the pass literally hit them. The quick so we passing need, isn't there. Exactly, we need a pass in front of the likes of Trent and him to first. In fact, if we think back to the Perth game, the Trent cross to Roy finish. Okay, a bit closer to the goal than we're talking, but that's the kind of thing. We get in behind on the wing, yep. we make the ball early, and everybody's facing their goal. They yep. can't touch it. Um, well, that's 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 pretty much how our our goal came about. Was because Storm put that ball through, and he Cornthwaite had to be spun around because Trent was running in behind him, and that's how he made the mistake. So it, it worked then. Yep. So I think if we see more of that, mm. it'll it'll work well. well but okay, we're back to anyway, victory, Phoenix. <laughs> Brisbane. I'm rushing for um for got Ivan. an interview to do for in a second. Six uh, one. Yeah, victory. Uh, Phoenix got smashed all over the park. Could it not. Wasn't couldn't too handle. bad. Oh, Fox Fox was down. True. Fox got sent off right at two 0 They were on top with ten men. Yeah, Krishna were on scored two one. They were on top, and then all of a sudden, it's like the energy just drained out of Phoenix, yep. making up for that extra man that was missing. <laughs> And then Victory just started playing the channels and kicking it over the top. Like, and they just wasn't run it through. Victory scored like four goals in 
No, yeah, four goals yeah. in 20 minutes. Yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. Once, yeah. once the third goal went in, Wellington just gave up, which yeah. wasn't a good look. Threw in the towel, not something that their fans would be real happy about. Or Ernie Merrick, because no. he doesn't really deserve that. He's not that kind of yeah. coach. Yeah. And, be frustrated, yeah. don't throw in the towel. So yeah. I tweeted that um, Austin wouldn't know a cross if Jesus <laughs> himself came and nailed one onto his forehead, and he actually liked that tweet a bit later on. So Really? Yeah. Well, Did he block you after? <laughs> he probably learned to like it because I turned, the t- turned it on and we were about the 15th minute, I think, and uh, the commentators were already giving him a hard time about his crossing. So. I was also tweeted to him that he needs to watch Roadhouse on how to cross. <laughs> but Slater's in love with him. Oh, God. Yeah, he's, he's like his love child. Yeah. He could do no wrong, Austin. Whenever well, like Tom, Slater was he's, like, he's, like, he's like the player that he wishes Tom was. Yeah, I think yeah. it's his long loss. <laughs> but we have talked about the cross thing, and, and Roadhouse really him. did show him, him how to do it, didn't he? Yeah. 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 He, yeah. He, he tried one Mitch. But Berisha was annoyed with Mitch, yep. but he loved Roadhouse. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Victory fans aren't really happy with Austin either, so... Uh, the tweets, the tweets from the victory fans were brilliant. It's just all slagging off Mitch Austin, and they, they, were, the, they were the same ones that were that were fapping over him when he signed for them. So, if you if you didn't watch any Mariners games last season, that's your own fault because we saw that last season. Now you're seeing it this season. I think I definitely think enjoy your presence. Yeah, I definitely think Wellington Wellington made Melbourne look good though because I don't I don't think Melbourne are that good. And but Wellington just gave up. I'm going to say it's a little bit of each because I've been uh, I've talked I've been <laughs> shot down actually for saying Melbourne I can't victory. believe you created some bloody controversy yes, last week. I was week, about didn't to bring you? this up. Huh? What's huh? this? Well, I'm going to accept that Melbourne victory did improve. They did score a lot of goals, but Wellington threw in the towel. So mm. I'm still. So I've been totally looking on the forum, and people said that they nearly choked when they heard you say that. Really? They should yeah. eat slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why were they choking? What was wrong with them? Well, I laughed because really? it was such a shock. Yeah. Why were they I don't know what's going on. What What are you talking I've expi- about? I've expi- well, you were one of my most, most vocal critics of my... You were here last week. How did you not know that? said victory when I going to finish below us. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you I didn't actually on. say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. That's what I'm expecting. Oh, now, yeah, now I remember. I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> you gave it to me then and you're giving it to me now. <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't think they'll be up there, but... Below us might be a stretch, Aaron. <laughs> I didn't say they necessarily. I'm just not sure they won't be yet because yeah, they haven't really no. been convincing. Fair, yeah. No, so. I agree with you. They they weren't convincing at all. They easily could have. Wellington easily could have got level when they were down a man. Yeah, and that's right. But yeah. victory could have. If okay, put victory. But even then, victory could have scored ten on the weekend. They would have absolutely smashed Wanderers in that second half, and we didn't. And that's why I think victory will finish above us. Yes, but um, and, and that. that's that's a that's a decent point. Except that um, we don't know yet what's going to happen in round twenty six or twenty seven or twenty five. No, I know. Four. I'm talking sure about here and now. Sure. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and I do, I do admit that Melbourne victory improved in my estimation with their performance, but not as much as you guys have obviously rated them. <laughs> I haven't rated them that high, mate. Yeah, I'm just no, no they're better than us. I'm cautious that's, about that's Melbourne pretty. victory. We're getting there, though. My, getting one there. of my primary yeah. things about Melbourne Victory is that I think that they're taking a direction that we wouldn't want to take. Um, our last two signings that have come from them, I think, are products of Ange Postacoglu, um, and probably Kevin Musket should have been more supportive of that direction, but instead has taken his own, which seems to be hire a whole bunch of older, um, experienced players with at the expense of developing youth. Mm. Well, Good point. Paolo's very happy to take at least a couple of those off. We, Especially Galloway. We hired Sonzike who was a retiring I'm professional, not, uh, yeah, no. and he helped coach up Sainsbury, who but was Australian centre-back. But in that team, we had Sainsbury, we had Duke, we had Fitzgerald, we had Caceres, we had Anderson. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. You hire some older guys, you very do. much like Musket has done. And then you develop the young talent as well. And you get well. some younger guys. Football 101. So where are these such younger as, guys? Well, Rice is there. I know he's a little bit older now. Well, Austin's there. I'm going to just point out that our latest signing came from there. Rojas and Austin, who were both 24, 25, when Payne's, what, 21 and Galloway's 20. That's what I'm getting at. And Victory yeah. fans really weren't happy with they us were pissed getting Galloway. Off. They were so pissed no, off. No, I don't, not happy I don't blame them. I, I think that Ange Postacoglu brought oh, him I, to the club I because think we've he got felt the better he deal. had a great future. We've Absolutely. got the better deal. And he still does. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a different way that Kevin Musket goes about it. And that's, you know, is that going to be a winner for him? All the we'll victory, out, all the victory fans were going on about how they um, they let Galloway go, but they've still got Gary there. Yeah. Mm, and he somehow got picked in the Socceroos squad. I'm here Jeez. just to um, provide a counterpoint to you, by the way. <laughs> Whatever you say, I'm just going to fight it, okay? <laughs> and now, Everybody else and, and, and lives to it. disagree. <laughs> and now it's interesting with the whole Pasquale thing as well. Now that, oh, yeah. now that Off he's, to Ajax. he's going to Ajax, that's another one that they've lost. And that was without um, victory. Weren't even told about it. Apparently, yeah. Well, that's weird. I think. Pa- what was it like the paperwork you know had come in? Yeah, I was actually thinking about this the night before. Thinking, what if you know it's it, transfer window is not open at the moment? What if we just released a player and then another club overseas picked him up, but sort of like shady under the table stuff? What would happen? And it's happened pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I weird thought that, like when it first came out, I thought it was going to happen in January. I think everyone thought that, but then suddenly Ajax wanted him like right now. So I don't know how it's going to happen. Well, I think it is going to happen in January, but um, it seems to be that Victory have that little idea of it that they don't know what to do with him. They don't know whether they're like they're allowed to play him or what. Because I, I, I think it's his agents that have sort of gone behind Victory's back. Because I, th- I think he's still he'd still be on a youth contract. Yeah, it wouldn't be on a full uh, senior contract, which would make things a little bit weird. To me, though, that's just poor youth development because they should it's, have seen yeah. this coming. They should have had in his contract all of the necessary things mm-hmm. to make sure they got maximum benefit mm-hmm. out of this. And then Musket said something like, "Apparently, the worst thing he could have done was play him against Juventus because that's when he really impressed." And Adelaide put him in the well. window, which is a, which is a, it's a weird thing to say, but yeah, I don't know. Musket's weird. <laughs> Well, did I did like how local radio announced it as, as um, Seb Pasquale signs for a- Ajax. Ajax. Ajax Graham White. Who said that? Oh, I, was, uh, I was on CFM, the news uh, at like 4 no o'clock. Yeah. Say no more. It was like, um, Seb Pasquale signs for Ajax in the Netherlands. I'm like, Ajax? A- he, saw, he signed for Ajax Graham White. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, become the, he's become the ambassador for Ajax Graham White. Uh, <sighs> I think it's too early though. I would have liked to see him stay for a couple of yeah. seasons, especially how young he is as well. Yeah, same thing like with him and players like Adam Taggart and stuff. They go way too early. Anyway, we've got an interview to do. Let's, Let's talk do to Ivan. We're joined by Ivan Jolik. How are you, mate? Very well. Happy to be on. That's good. Right, now, you used to work at Melbourne City um, for a couple of seasons, but you left there to join up with North Shore Mariners in Sydney. What was the reason for that? So, so in effect, the way it all worked out was um, my wife works in the corporate world and, uh, and the head office for her job is actually in Sydney. And after 16 years, they finally got her to agree to come over and we thought it was a good family thing to go over with the view that I'd continue working at Melbourne City and commuting from Melbourne um, to Sydney. And uh, and to be fair, since January this year, um, 
I was commuting. The family and my three kids moved up to Sydney. Uh, they'd settled in, and, and I was commuting. But the commute, one, got to me, but probably more so got to one of my daughters, uh, at which stage I sort of made a family decision to inform, you know, Melbourne City and the club to say, uh, look, at the end of this current year, I won't be, I won't be returning. So, so in effect, I followed my family up here more because of my wife's work, um, but I didn't come to Sydney into a football job. Uh, I was here to relax, to be honest, and, and just see where where it would end up taking me. So I bought a fishing rod and and did all of that. And oh, you've threw... come to the right club. <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. So, so in effect, I I didn't come here to the North Shore Mariners. I once I got to uh, Sydney, I suppose there's some profile there, and I know a lot of people in the game. Wayne O'Sullivan, who's involved at Central Coast and the North Shore Mariners, he sort of said, "Look, would you want to do some work?" And I said, "Well, yeah, okay, I'll I'll start to do some work." And and North Shore just happens to be literally around the corner from where my wife and family had settled and where we settled. So in the end, that was my connection with North Shore Mariners. It wasn't that I came here to work for North Shore. It was more I came for family reasons and then the North Shore thing just happened and then the Central Coast Mariners evolved from that more through more so through Paolo. So what was meant to be a long fishing uh, trip for me has, has turned into a, a pretty good work opportunity uh, in Sydney. Well, Morrow, who's just throffing at the mouth, uh, hearing that you're a fishing fan because he's a big. Uh, what's, what's the term for fisher? Just a fisho, us fishos, we've got to stick together. Yeah. But Mate, I'm useless. I'm j- I just haven't done it for the last 30 years, and then all, all of my brother-in-laws are into it. So uh, I thought, what better way to spend uh, spend some time in Sydney with all the water and decent weather than to try and fish? I've never caught a fish, so but oh, uh, what you and it was good fun. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse yeah, Canning no, can no, probably help you out with that. He he's, he fancies himself as a good fisherman, so um, I'm sure he'll get you out there and get you onto some of the local species of it. Well, I hope so, and I will take you up on that offer. Let me tell you. <laughs> so you um, you said you can't be for what was hoping to be a little bit of a holiday. How much convincing did it take uh, to take up a role with a professional club again? Ah, oh, absolutely none. You know what it is at the end of the at the end of any A League season. Every professional that works within it is cooked. He's he's mentally cooked. So at the end of the Melbourne City thing, oh, I just need a break, and this irritates me, that irritates me. But once you spend a week out of the game, that that thirst to get back into it uh, is is immediate. So uh, it all comes back pretty quickly. And then the opportunity after doing some stuff at semi-professional level at North Shore and so forth, um, you then start to realise how good things are in a professional club. Um, taking nothing away from these clubs, but uh, once you work at Melbourne City with all of its resources in a full-time environment, um, it's a, it's difficult to go a couple of runs down and, and ultimately the opportunity then to go back into the A-League, I would have, I would have jogged, jogged there daily to, to take up the role. Are we a couple of runs down? <laughs> no, well, North Shore, uh, <laughs> looks like a, a North Shore Mariners may be below the, the A-League, I, I think, and I've always said, the, the Central Coast Mariners, uh, look, financially is a couple of runs down of where the City Football Group, you know, pitch their football clubs. But uh, <laughs> I'll... I'll yeah, Ultimately, though, I don't think that that can define a club, nor can it guarantee you success. Because if it was as easy as putting your hand in your pocket and to win something with the view that there's a return on investment because you're successful, we'd all do it. 
but that's not how the game works. And uh, and I think you've seen, even in the first few rounds of, of the A-League, most of the clubs we come up against, and I say most, probably if not all of them, spend the salary cap plus make use of the provisions that, you know, visa spots and, and marquee allocations and, and Australian marquee allocations and all of those things, they make use of that. But we compete. And, and ultimately, we think we can do more than just compete. We can win football games. Um, so, yeah, so I wouldn't say it's a couple of rung down, you know, in terms of football, but financially, look, the reality is uh, yeah, the City Football Group's probably the benchmark um, of best practice in Australia, and, and we should all aspire to be there both professionally as, as staff and, and footballers. Now, you saying that you moved up here for family reasons and you stayed up here and quit City, that's a testament to how much of a family club that this is. And something else that I've read up on you is that you retired from the NSL at the age of 28 in 2003, is that correct? Yeah, that's uh, that's right, yep. And it was to make way for younger people in the squad? Ultimately, it was at that time. I, you know, I played in the NSL when it was, uh, when it was semi-professional, so... I was actually a degree degree qualified engineer, and and you know was looking to to forge a career in that space. Um, and when you sort of say, well, look, I'm forging a career and making a living out of being an engineer, and and wanting to make a fist of it there, I don't want to take the opportunity of a of a young footballer aspiring to be a full time footballer, given that's where he wants to forge his space. Um, notwithstanding, they were probably getting a bit quicker, and and better than what I was, and and I just felt it was uh, the time was right to to one, give them the opportunity to, to, to realise their dreams, but by the same token, give me an opportunity to leave the game at a good time and, you know, just pursue my career things, much of which was probably, you know, spending more time with my family. Well, it's just great to have someone in, in your position that loves the mentality of promoting youth in, in like, full teams. I just love it. Yeah, for sure. And, and look, and absolutely, that's uh, that's where our passion ended up being in the early stages of my football career through the uh, through the state programs and and the FFA programs and so forth. And and ultimately, I think you know these are the young people that would take our game to to the next level. And and I've come to a football club where, by hook or by crook, we need to look at at youth players. And uh, and it's exciting. I tell you, you get a big thrill from identifying a young player and, and working with him and, and taking him on to, you know, bigger and better things and maybe national team honours and, you know, players like Beza, he gets you excited. You know, that's why you get up to go to work because you think, well, this guy's going to become a full-time, fully-fledged professional. You never know what, what awaits him. Maybe a contract in Europe, maybe some national team honours. And I, and I take a lot, of, uh, a lot of pride out of that. And uh, st- sticking with that theme, Ivan, who is the most promising footballer that you've worked with? Oh, tough to say. You know, there, there was quite a few that, you know, you, you become emotionally attached with in Victoria, where I spent a lot of my time, mainly because I did a lot of youth work there and, and was, you know, some eight and nine-year-olds I worked with are now getting into A-League clubs. So I think you get emotionally attached to them. So you want them to do really well. So you can say, oh, I was part of that whole pro development process and so forth um i've only just sort of started to see what what the central coast and the sydney market offer um and i think in, instead of pinpointing one or two i think what i do see is, is an exciting period for the game and and in particular the a-league with the with the ability to come and and maximize your team's output 
by cheating the salary cap by getting in young players who don't take up a lot of your money but are actually punching well above their weight. So I'm excited by what's happening Australia-wide um, and I'm really excited about the, the young boys coming through at uh, at Central Coast Mariners. You know, look at Beza last week. He plays 90 minutes. He's, he's very influential during that 90 minutes. He puts us back into the game. Trent Bahaja, looking at you know my numbers, he's probably been one of the better performers in the first four rounds of our uh, of our current campaign, and he's had to do that uh, whilst concentrating on his Year 12s exam. So you know, there's some exciting, really exciting players. Ryan Peterson, just to mention a few, and and now the NYL has commenced, so we'll be really taking a keen eye to how our NYL squad progresses this year. Speaking of uh, Barry, it was good to see him get on the score sheet on, on Saturday night against the Wanderers. How did you see the game? Well, look, I saw, I saw the game probably a bit different to the to the mainstay media, and, and that's expected. You know, um, we, we're we on a path where we, we've got a process in place, um, we've got some minimum standards that we need to raise to bring what what is Paolo's playing philosophy to life, and that's going to take some time. And uh, and ultimately, I think you know we still do make those odd errors, which are which are, are costing us. Um, just even you know conceding a goal in the in you know after one minute twenty twenty four seconds, and and it all came from a from a set piece in our attacking third. Like we shouldn't be conceding, but that's the growth of this club and and the players such as Beza and and so forth and. Uh, and these little bumps along the way will happen. But outside of that, if you looked at the pure chances that were created, I think we had just as good a chances to to win the game as where Sydney feel they, they had. So maybe overall it was a fair fair result. A terrific outcome for Besser to you know, to have the impact he did in what I think was his first real um A League hit out uh, for us. He he got through the game physically. And like I said, he had an influence. You know, he, he made a fantastic forward run, which was probably 30 or 40 metres to to chase down a ball. And in the end, he was the lucky receiver. So fortune favours the brave, as I always tell people. But it was a real attacking play that, that yielded that outcome. Um, any news on Montgomery? Yeah, Monty will be... Uh, he's, he's, we sort of It was more precautionary last week. We just sort of thought early on in the season, we don't want to take a risk where... Look, he could play, but then there's also the risk of, of losing him for an extended period. Monty's a really important player for our football club, both on the pitch and off it. Spiritually, he's a terrific leader, and the, and the boys all gravitate towards him. Um, so it was more a precaution. So we're looking forward to, to Monty being available uh, full selection uh, for selection this week, and, uh, and hopefully he can have a really solid week on the track, and I see no reason why he won't be part of the matchday squad uh, come the weekend. Uh, I think everyone was really excited to see Scott Galloway start as well, and I thought he did uh, well for his first hit out for us. Is there any news on him? Because it looked like he wasn't too great when he came off. Uh, look, he's going to be fine. I think. I think what people um, sometimes don't realise is Scotty's been part of a, a very successful football club, and and ultimately he hasn't played a lot of football in the last twelve to eighteen months. So yes, we got to play with a very high profile. Really happy to have him. But he just doesn't have the kilometres and the match conditioning in the body. So what you saw the other day was he got through 60 minutes, which we felt were very good, you know, given where he's at and the preparation he's had. Um, but it was purely just cramp. It was just purely fatigue. So we'd expect Scotty to benefit greatly from that first hit out at that intensity um, 
for the coming week. So we're looking forward to him making significant improvements physically, and that'll no doubt improve his performance even further. Uh, Paul said uh, after the Brisbane game that in training during the week, specific things were worked on uh, that were pinpointed out during that game. Was is there anything that was pinpointed out from the game on the weekend uh, that's been worked on? this week at training? Well, look, I suppose, like I said, we've got a process and we're just ticking boxes to make sure there's a thorough understanding of, of our game style and our game plan. Against Brisbane, as a group, we were really disappointed with the, with the distances between our lines. We just felt as though we allowed Brisbane um, to, to have decent uh, forays into our attacking uh, attacking third with, with minimal resistance because there was just too much space. So last week, we really worked on compressing our lines, which we'd done very well in pre-season, mind you. So we just went back and, you know, went through it again. And, and again, we went through a review of our... Um, uh, when the uh, opposition had the possession of the ball this week, and, and our lines were, were terrific, you know, and uh, and we'll continue to do the same. It, it, you know, we, we think we're just on a journey and ultimately we'll continue to, uh, to embed those beliefs that we need and are not negotiable. And ultimately, you can't flip one week from having good defensive shape to not, because in the A-League, you'll get hurt. So we'll continue to work on our defensive structure. And then the only other thing is, I felt we created some decent chances, but the final pass let us down in and around the 18-yard box. And we'll continue to work on that, because you want just reward for for the build-up play you, you produce to beat teams. So you need to score goals and ultimately... I think we're getting there. We're very close, but we just need to polish up on that final pass and decision. Looking ahead to this week, we've got Adelaide away, which should be a pretty tough test. Uh, What have you thought of Adelaide so far this season, and what do we need to do uh, pretty well in this game to shut them down? Look, Adelaide's always going to be a tough team. They're a ball-playing side. They're the reigning champions for a reason. Um, They've historically started uh, slow, as you know, last year. I don't think they got a win in the first eight, and then went on to win win it. So I know Adelaide well. They're very, very difficult to play against because they're so well organised and uh, and they understand their game plan really well. Um, they've had a higher turnover than they probably would have liked in terms of playing roster, which is probably why they've been a little inconsistent to date. But look, I've got the utmost respect for Adelaide because of the football they play. Um, and they'll be very, very tough. So they've got very, very good wingers. Um, this new lad, uh, Guardiola, looks a very, very good uh, prospect up front who seems to have yeah, got very, very good weekend, skills in and around. Well, look, he just, he just really looks like a tidy player in tight areas in and around the 18-yard box. So, again, we're going to have to be tight. We're going to have to be compact, deny him the space because if you get, give Adelaide the space, um, they'll just tear you to shreds and that they do that to the best uh, well, that's something best that we've teams been in the league you saw it last year. That's something we've been struggling well, with we the first few games. We have but we think like on the weekend we, we, we didn't actually concede as many shots as uh, as people think you know. Um, we looked at the numbers and to be fair you know uh, people talk about we're Sydney Wanderers chances but unfor- you know ultimately the shots on target is what you want to see and we had more shots on target than they did which would probably surprise a few people. So so we we think we've uh we've we've improved defensively. Um we think we're improving every week and uh, and Adelaide will be a stern test in Adelaide but by the same token, you know, they'd feel the pressure of of where they're at and where they expect to be in particular at home. So it'll be a tough test, uh, but we think we can go there and, and get a result. Uh thank you very much for joining us this week. 
No, always a pleasure, and uh, uh, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, you have to come in next time. time. <laughs> Definitely will. Definitely will. I miss you. I think by an hour or two uh, today. I sort of you guys come in a bit later, but uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely love to come in and uh, and put a face to a name. Oh, I look forward to it. Thanks for being on, Ivan. Thanks, Ivan. Thanks, Ivan. Pleasure. All the best, lads. Hey guys, mm-hmm. it's that time of the week. We need a webcam for this dancing. <laughs> and now it's time for stupid things on Facebook. We have one from Amos here. You won to the CCM management team. I officially don't care if you take the team elsewhere. I rather support a team that wants to play football. Not shit ampersand ball. We've now got one from Campbell. If 90% of these players class themselves as profession athletes, they are dead set kidding themselves. Well, sir or ma'am, you are dead set kidding yourself with that spelling. Now here's one from Demek. Central Coast Mariners. Dash. Pass on to Paolo. Dash. You blind buddy. Dash. Another goal to McGinn. Dash. F space me. Drop him. You blind, buddy! (laughs) 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 We have one here from Goldie. The other thing I don't understand is he owns the Mariners Centre of Excellence. Wouldn't you think he'd want a team to match the name? Well, we weren't going to call it the Centre of Bloody... Mediocrity. Yeah, Mediocrity. (laughs) Far out. The Centre of Wooden Spoon. Now we've got one from John and Blake. From John. Go Marinars. Spelt A-R-S. You can hold the wogs to a draw. Now from a former CCMFC employee. Wow. You are a fucking asshole, sir. Dot, dot. Just thought you should know. Faggot. (laughs) Congratulations. You played yourself. I don't. I don't even know where to start. I don't think I've used. I've, I don't think I've used that that gay slur since probably year ten. How about yeah. you? Well, when, it, when it was actually cool to use it, but now everyone knows what it means, and well, you just like it's frowned upon. When that person was at the club, we had a lot of troubles with them, so I'm glad they're gone. And I, if he listens to this, I think everyone else is glad you're gone too, mate. So there's nothing better when you're trying are we talking about Bruce still <laughs> of course we are <laughs> not Bruce <laughs> when you try and call someone out for some casual racism and then you just get some casual homophobia in there but he thinks it's okay because he balances it out with the sir oh so, come on it's yeah. only it's only a sticker used to sweep with you're a fucking asshole, <laughs> sir. sir sir if you put sir on everything it just makes oh, it that's, that's right. a compliment to me I'm doing something right if someone calls me that yes uh <laughs> Last time I'll call you, sir. That sums up our Facebook so well. 
Oh, Facebook. We love you. Get back on. Get on Twitter. That's that's the future. Bring Face, back Eddie. Facebook is the past. Justice for Eddie. We love you, Eddie. Come back. Baby, come back. Alright, time for previews. Uh, first game on Friday night is Brisbane are at home against Melbourne City. Should be a decent game. Mm. I'd, I'd say City on form, but I'd give Brisbane a chance. Yeah, it was a good win for the Raw over Perth last week. Uh, I think I think maybe the time difference on the travel might have got to Perth, but I hate, I, I hate that. I hate that as an excuse, but I think it probably did this time. Um so, Brisbane did look pretty good, so, but it's hard to go past Melbourne City. Oh, they were on fire, though, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If all, you can fire again. Yeah, it's very hard to go past City. But in Brisbane, and um, they're now going to be hunted by everybody else. Brisbane, I thought, improved a fair bit last week, and Perth were not at their best, but still I, thought I noticed more the improvement of Brisbane, so I'm going for a draw. Yeah, I'm going to go draw as well. Splinters. I'll go City. <laughs> Right, uh, first game on Saturday. Wellington at home against the Scum. Uh, I'm stuck. I'd, lo- I'd love to say Wellington, <laughs> but I don't want to pick the Jets either. Do you think they can bounce back? I'm going to go draw. I'll go. I'll sit on the fence, get draw. Yeah, both both teams weren't good on the weekend. The Jets were sort of very... Well, Sydney Jets. beat us 4-0. Sydney only beat them 2-0. Mm. That, that is true. But there's no reason to compare with us. Yeah. We were just not good that day. <laughs> the Jets weren't good on the um, weekend either. <coughs> no, but I think Sydney could have had more as well. And um, Yeah, I don't want to tip the Jets, but I'm going to tip the Jets. Get out. I feel dirty. Yep, get, get out, out of out. the room now. I'm all over Wellington. I feel very I'm gonna dirty. Go if you don't get out, I'll throw you <laughs> off the balcony at the centre. I'm going to go two-all draw. I think Krishna can get one. And... Yeah. They're at home. Yeah, draw. Yeah, look, at... It it has to click at some stage for Wellington, surely. With the squad that they have and the players that they've got, it has to click. And I think after last night's um, give up, I think surely they'll want to bounce back in front of their home fans. Agree. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go Wellington. Yep, I'm sticking with Wellington at home for those those sorts of reasons. I think this Screw represents the their best chance to get their season sort of going. And um, so I think they'll be all over it. Ernie will have been in their ears about their quitting last week. So, go Wellington. All right, uh, next game is the Big Blue. Sydney at home against Melbourne victory. Should be a cracking game. Two teams on form. Obviously, victory coming back into form with that 6-1 win. (laughs) I reckon you're going to pick Sydney to win this one. I'm going to pick Sydney to win as well. I think Sydney are in pretty good form. I think... I think they'll concede their first goal of the season, but I think Sydney will probably... I'll go 2-1 Sydney. No, you're wrong. I'm going for the draw. Oh, what? Uh, you already typed it in. No, no, I did not say it. I'm saying that um, Melbourne victory, I'm acknowledging that they did improve slightly. I'm still wondering whether Sydney are imposters, but um, we'll find out. But I think a draw. Mm. I think you could, you, could, you could argue that Sydney are finally playing a decent team. Uh, that is one of the things that was in my head when I was thinking about this tip, that I don't, you know, I'm, you know they played us, but um, there weren't many other good sides they played. Well, Melbourne seemed to do well at SFS as well, so... Yeah, yes. I, just, I just don't think victory... 
I know they won six one, and they did get slightly better, but they just didn't impress me. I think at someone all. someone tweeted and I thought it was pretty true it was like the most unconvincing six one win they'd ever, they'd ever seen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, there was only one team in that match, wasn't there? All right, first game on Sunday is us away at Adelaide. <laughs> oh, it'll be tough, especially away. And bad memories of Adelaide away last season where we were pretty bad. But that was last, that was last <laughs> season. But that was bad, last season. That bad was every memories, game, wasn't it? Bad memories of our badness. <laughs> yeah, basically. It was bad, it bad, 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 bad. It's a big chance to pick up three points, though. Do we have to go for us? Oh. Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, we, we have That's to tip us. How dare you go for anyone else? I um, didn't say I was going to. Are you going on the fence? No. No, we have to tip a win. Oh. That's the rule. No. Yeah, I, it's a it's a huge chance for us to get three points. I think I think they're not looking good. They're out of form. But they're at home, though. Yeah, but they got some injuries. They got shanked twice at home mm. by Victory and West Wanderers. Sydney. Wanderers. Yeah. They, they, they were probably not robbed, robbed against the Wanderers. Definitely, um, but victory. They hit the post what two times in yeah. the last couple of minutes, and then they went and stole one. So. You know, you know what? I'm going to say something positive. I, you know, we we finished games pretty well. That's unlike you. We finished games pretty well last yeah. last last week, and Adelaide have finished games very poorly, conceding last minute and late goals. So we're mm. saying a five nil. So comeback. if we can, if we can stick in it and maybe jag a jag a goal, a late goal. So That'd we just need to hold them in the first half, is what you're saying? I think so. Yeah, that was almost then, that was almost very technical of you, then, Josh. Hold them, yeah. Hold them it's first than, half. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know we are Mariners last season were bad, very bad. Yes, we know. Don't remind us. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting because yes, hold we, hold them first half. Yeah. Second half, we'll we'll get at them. Well, Monty should be back. But on that point, do you think we would have done better on the weekend with Monty? Mm, not necessarily. No. No, like, I, I got the same feeling. Like I said the other week, I love Monty to death, don't get me wrong, but I think he is slightly out of form. And I don't know if he comes straight back in this weekend. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, on the weekend gone against the Wanderers, it was the first time that the possession stats have been so close for us. So it'd be interesting to see if we get back to dominating possession um, this weekend against a side that... Um, likes to have the ball as well and likes to play the ball around very quickly. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, if we are to beat them, be it'll be this week. Yeah, exactly. So a quick team. So you might look to play on the counter. He might, could. Yeah. yeah. It's it's if you look at the styles, it's two teams that play sort of very similar. They move the ball around quick. They want it on the ground. They want to go wide and they want to try and get it in. And um, you know, I, it's. It's going to be whoever creates more because if you look at if you look at the the players they have in the midfield, there's a lot more creativity in there uh, than what we have. With all due respect to Blake Powell, um, so it'd be interesting to see if Liam Rose does get a start in that number ten spot um, to try and counter Adelaide's creativity. Um, but it's going to be very interesting. I think the next two weeks are super important because you know no like Sydney are already on twelve points. We're not going to come. First, or we're not going to go that high up, but we're on two, so they're already streaking away. And then, if you look at Wanderers, Jets, both on five, we play the Knicks and Adelaide, who are two teams that are both below us in the next two weeks, who aren't looking very good. So I think if we can pick up four points, maybe four points. Yeah, I think if we get a draw this week and a win against the Knicks, or vice versa, um, or at best two wins. 
Yeah. Um, that's a very good start to the season. And we are definitely improving every game. You know, I think <coughs> um, it'll be interesting this weekend against Adelaide because I think it'll be the first probably true test that we've had because we know oh, Adelaide obviously out of form, but Adelaide at home are, I think, are going to be a different team. Do you mean yeah. like a, they're going to fi- they're going to fire up against teams us. around us? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. Find out where exactly where we are yeah. on the table. Yep. Righto. Last match of the round is Perth at home to West Sydney. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Splinters in my bum again and say draw. I think Perth weren't that convincing <coughs> against Raw. That's why they lost. And Wanderers weren't very good against us. So. May, you'd probably lean towards Perth at home, but I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go out in a limb and say Perth, just to be different to you guys. I'm, I'm going to say Perth. Yeah, that won't be different. Cause okay, I'm well, Perth. I'm going to go with you guys then. Yep, yep. Western, yeah. Western Sydney are all over the place. They, they're they're not good. No. They're not you good. Know, I think they made us look good in the second half, to be honest. Yeah, they probably I did. I can agree with that. But they've got problems, and, and my main concern isn't so much about how they play football on whatever night that was. It's more so that there's all this stuff going on around the edges of things that looks a bit weird, like the whole bullet sitting in the stands, um, smiling and that sort of thing. There's problems mm. in that camp, and Popper's usually pretty good at solving these things, and maybe he will solve them quickly. But um, So he's saying he's going to leave? And join no, us. I'm just saying there's some funny things <laughs> going on. Rather there. not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think I don't think he'll be joining us soon. Um, West Gosford Mackers look out. Yeah, well, <laughs> he does look like our kind of player, doesn't he? Um, no, not. no, no. <laughs> what? Thing away from it. No, Is he a Perth. family man? I don't know. Yeah, no, Perth definitely. Would he be? Would he be the type to go fishing? No. I'll take him fishing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He'd probably, it'd probably, probably be a bit probably, of boat rage. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably want Macca's breakfast as soon as possible. <laughs> hey, mate, can you move your boat over there a bit? Is you close enough? <laughs> oh, my God. Stop it. That's, that's it. Uh, that's, stop it. That, that's, a good, that's, a, that's a good note to end on. I'm going Perth. Try talking now. Perth. There Perth we go. His mic is muted. Thank God. Now you can't hear him. Perth, it's Perth. Shut up. <laughs> um, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Um, thanks again to Sidelines for supporting us. We appreciate that. Don't forget to go there on the trivia nights. They've got uh, that new menu is kicking ass. All you can eat on Tuesday nights. I wish we could do that. Unfortunately, we're doing this. And um, our charity night's coming up. So thanks again, Sidelines. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Say bye, Luke. It sounds so stupid. I don't know why he's doing it. Takes you back to your clubbing days, doesn't it, Mark? Oh, yeah. Last week. How good were the 50s, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a band? <laughs> Where were you born? We didn't record that, did we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> you know what? I reckon you'd make better entertainment than uh, Super Hubert. Not hard. I'll ask Jesse if I can get a gig. Yep. I'm well, not, I'm not sh- showcase your fishing tips at half time. I'm not wearing that suit. Rex Hunt fishing tips. <coughs> Someone messaged us the other day and told us that he was still alive. Apparently, he's doing a charity shop in Gwondolin, I think. So he's picking up good gigs, Gwondolin. Oh, <laughs> he's still alive after Gwondolin. It's. it's <laughs> <laughs> what what team do you play for? The mighty Gosford City Dragons. What grade? 
Hmm. All age 30 millions. <laughs> Over 75. <laughs> Over so 65. So any Gwondolin players, if you know what Morrow looks like, look out for him. Smash him. He's coming your Make way. Make sure to uh, two-foot him and break his leg. <laughs> oh, that's a bit nice. <laughs> well, that is an injury I haven't had yet. Do so a, do super aggressive. <laughs> super aggressive. He knows I joke. I have nothing.